It's tough being a parent and even tougher when your child is autistic, but we have learned through the last years that it's often better to laugh than cry. Today, we will share how our sense of humor has been the saving grace in our marriage and parenting journeys and why we encourage other parents to embrace the funny side of things to help restore your hope. Welcome to Embracing Autism, a podcast for parents of autistic children seeking advice and support while spreading awareness and acceptance of autism spectrum disorder. I'm Leah. And I'm Matt. And each week we will discuss our journey with autism and talk about how to embrace your child's individuality while providing guidance, tips, resources, and sharing our personal stories. This is Embracing Embracing Autism. Autism. Oh, humor's definitely a side of us that is uh, pretty strong. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, like, sometimes you (laughs) laugh because of how much pain you're in, but you're still laughing, so you can't really discredit that. (laughs) Sometimes I laugh. Because of how not funny we are, and it's right. still funny because of how bad it is. Well, it, I mean, I'm saying this in the most positive way. It helps if you're an idiot, but it's <laughs> not a prerequisite. So who's the idiot in this situation? Well, no, like if you're like just a dummy, you make a mistake and you laugh about it. It's okay to be like an idiot. And I use an idiot in like a like fun nature way, not like anything malicious where I'm calling someone <laughs> an idiot. I call myself an idiot mostly. That's true. And you and you call me an idiot. So it's that is just true. a fun, fun loving word. <laughs> Embracing idiocy. Exactly. <laughs> That'll be the sequel podcast. There we go. Before we get started, I want to just mention another milestone that we hit that I'm really excited about. We have officially hit over 80,000 listeners of the Embracing Autism podcast. So that is super exciting. Our goal is to hit 100,000 by the end of the year. If we hit that goal, We're considering maybe doing something special. I don't know, maybe like a giveaway or something. You guys let us know what would be a good idea to kind of celebrate that milestone. Just leave a comment on our YouTube video. and We'll take a look and see what we can come up with. Today, we're going to be talking about humor. Humor. Yes. (laughs) And you know what's really funny? No, you don't, I guess. You didn't answer it. (laughs) I I wasn't sure if I was supposed to know. Yeah, that ruined the punchline. Oh, Oh. no, I'm just kidding. So the really bad segue to this next segment, which is just a reminder for all y'all that we did recently launch the Embracing Autism community, and we do have some pretty cool resources there. We have already had people making use of the free printables that we have, especially the back-to-school ones, like our student introduction portfolio. We have resources by state. So like different charities, programs local to your state that we're putting together there. We also did our first parent support group that was done through the membership. So that was pretty cool. If any of you guys are interested in becoming a member, it's easy to do. Just go to autismwish.org, click on become a member. And it's just $5 a month, which goes 100% towards supporting Autism Wish and our charitable mission. So everything that you do there will be directly giving back to our programs and us supporting the autism community. So with that, I will get back into the funny side of things. (laughs) Well, I mean, I thought that was funny and hilarious. So We think that humor is really, really important, and particularly in our relationship. It has been, I think, something that has kind of solidified our marriage in particular. People have always said when they see Matt and I together that we seem to be really happy and always laughing. And it's, I think, funny because a lot of the times we're really stressed, but people can't tell because... Our reaction to stress in life tends to be through humor. (laughs) 
That's true. We've always kind of used that as like a way to soften the craziness of like the world into a more manageable situation. We were joking around having great humor mixed in our marriage. I mean, well before we had kids, I mean, even when we were dating. So, I mean, this predates, I mean, any type of diagnosis or anything, but we basically kind of kept it rolling as soon as we got the diagnosis, got, well, your diagnosis too. So when everyone got diagnosed, we kind of just kept everything kind of moving forward as normal. This isn't to say we didn't have like difficult patches where like sometimes like our humor kind of like died down and we were going through like rough patches, but it's being able to restore yourself to a state of mind where you aren't just in a like black void where nothing can be humorous. You have to be able to see the light side of life. Yeah. And honestly, one of the things that comes to mind for me is one of the podcast episodes that we did earlier where we were actually interviewing you for our IRL. And one of the things that you had mentioned was about like when you were growing up that you kind of embraced humor growing up and kind of became like a class clown and stuff because you had like those disability challenges and things like that. And I feel like that's something that I kind of did too growing up is I found a sense of comfort in my sense of humor. I felt like when I was struggling to socially connect with my peers, it became a lot easier through humor because humor is kind of a universal language. Everybody laughs at things. So even though I couldn't really socially connect with my peers in the way that they could connect with each other, we were able to connect through humor for the most part because my type of humor tends to be very like dry or like pun related because I see things so literal and black and white, but everyone enjoys a good pun. So it works to my benefit. That's true. There's an actual game based on puns alone for humor. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, no, I mean, puns are great. You'll mention something and then I'll be like looking at you like, what? Yeah. And then it'll take me a second to realize you're actually like taking it literally. I think I'm too serious with my puns. So sometimes because I say things with a straight face, people don't notice. But one of the reasons that we specifically approach things with humor is also because when we entered our autism journey with our kids, because this is before I knew I was autistic, we realized that this world is very serious. When we were out there looking for resources for ourselves, because we had just found out that our girls were diagnosed, or at least the first one, we went out there and looked for books. We looked for podcasts. We looked for like YouTube videos. And in all seriousness, the only thing that I could find was essentially videos of moms who were just crying depressed, talking about their failed marriages, talking about how lonely they were. And although all of that is true and is something that most, if not all, parents do struggle with, especially towards the beginning of their journey, I could never find videos that were hopeful or podcasts that were hopeful or anything that basically showed a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. So that was honestly something that kind of inspired Matt and I to create the Embracing Autism podcast because, yes, it's difficult. Yes, there are challenges. Yes, there are periods of time where it's really dark. But I truly believe in hope and I truly believe in the fact that we can get through these moments and find the bright spot in things. And that is why I think Matt and I do have so much cheerfulness and joy in our lives despite having two autistic kids and having our own disabilities and struggles having what, what was it? Seven to nine therapies a week and no social life. <laughs> seven for one and I think six for the other, but we lost, oh, okay. we lost so, like, the therapy. We will, we lost technically two. 
So that's like, what, 16 total? 16 <laughs> therapies a week total? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something. This math is not good for us. No, we're not <laughs> good. Put a dyslexic and an ADHD or autistic together and no math is going to be done. But yeah, we basically learned that being able to laugh about things when things just feel like chronically difficult is really such a relief. And there's actually science behind that that shows like, you know, when you are laughing, you are releasing like endorphins and dopamine, all sorts of good stuff in your brain that actually makes you feel better afterwards. So for us, that's just been a practice that we've done where we just try to either consciously or subconsciously, but try to at least make light of as many things as we can within reason. Right. And I mean, I remember you probably found it because I'm not great at finding things. I thought you were the world's greatest detective. <laughs> I am the world's greatest detective, but that's beside <laughs> the point. I remember you had found like a podcast and I don't know whose podcast it was or what it was, but I remember them talking like just about autism and basically saying like they were asking God, like, what did I do to deserve this? And I was like, wow, this is getting real dark. This is like a couple drinks away from like a topic that we cannot mention. <laughs> yeah. Like it was getting very, very dark. And I was just like, man, the thought that someone would want to do a podcast focusing on that to then spread that to everyone else. I was like, man, just the psychological torture, not just for that person to relive that and hashing that out again, but then to like share that and spread that. It just seemed very negative. And I was like, that's not really helping your fellow parent, mom, dad, human. It didn't seem productive and it didn't seem like a way to help or aid anyone who is struggling. We've had countless struggles, but you know, the thing that I always go back to is we have thousands of photos on our phones and sometimes I'll just kind of scroll back through the photos, videos that we've taken through the years. But regardless of whatever photo or video I end up on, it always brings like a happy memory to mind. Like I remember uh, actually earlier today, my oldest daughter was running around with a, um, what's the story of the girl in red? <laughs> Little Red Little Riding Hood. Red Riding, there we go. <laughs> the story of the girl in red. She was the wearing scarlet red. letter. And, ooh, a, another <laughs> story, story for another time. It was red. Um, yeah, she was wearing like the little hood for Little Red Riding Hood. And she had worn that for Halloween like two years earlier. So I showed her on my phone, like the picture of her as like a little two-year-old. And I mean, it was like a good memory of her dressing up. I remember she was super excited to wear her little costume and she kept like looking down because it had like some type of like lace or some type of design and she liked the texture on it. So she kept looking down at it and I have like my memory of me holding my youngest who was the little wolf and I was the lumberjack. So, but it just had like good memories of like us on that Halloween. But even though I have this good memory of like a happy family, do you remember what happened on that Halloween? It was like the worst Halloween right, ever. Right, <laughs> right. It was a absolute absolute disaster. We were going to a little fall festival at like a local church. It took us longer to drive there than we were actually there. We were there for <laughs> 10 minutes because our oldest had a meltdown and she didn't want to be carried. She didn't want to walk. She wanted to basically sit in a single chair and not do any of the activities. And then it kept going and turned into an absolute meltdown. And we pretty much had to leave right then and there. So, I mean, it was an absolute like train wreck in every sense of the word but i still have like happy memories of like us dressing up like i mean nothing happened but like us like dressing up in like our like family's like first halloween so sometimes i mean bad situations through the years given perspective when you look back on them you're kind of like oh i remember our family dressing up and doing all these like silly things taking pictures as a family and i kind of overlook anything beyond that i don't dwell on the negative space and the negative energy of that, you just kind of focus on like the happy moments that kind of happened. 
Yeah, I honestly have learned to take the negative moments more as learning moments. So whenever we do have moments like that Halloween, what happened, we we learned how disastrous it was. And the following Halloween, we took precautions to basically help against that. We brought the wagon this time. We brought some stimming type of things for her. We were able to walk her through the process. Like we prepared for it and were able to have a great Halloween the following years. For us, it's very much so always trying to see the positive and the negative because sometimes if you get stuck in the negative, you can't really recover. And so with humor, we've really been able to do that. We like to poke fun at things that are almost too stressful to talk about because honestly, what it does is it kind of creates a gateway to be able to talk about it. Oftentimes, especially with men and Matt, you can speak to this, but oftentimes guys in particular have a really hard time bringing up those tougher topics. And women, we might have a hard time trying to start that conversation knowing that the guy in our relationship may not be able to talk about that thing. So sometimes humor is like a nice little safe segue to get towards that topic. Whenever we are in these stressful moments, like let's say it was that Halloween, we can both tell that we are both extremely frustrated. We can both tell that we're just really at the end of our rope because not only have we gone through like a stressful situation with just trying to deal with the chaos, but we might be physically exhausted because we might have been physically chasing after our kids or we might have been dealing with, you know, exerting force of pulling them back and they're fighting us. So like you might not just be emotionally exhausted. You might also be physically exhausted. That's the perfect time when we just sit in the car. We got everyone settled after wrangling, the kicking, the screaming, all that. We get in the car, we get buckled, we look at each other, and then we just crack a joke. And then it's like it all goes away and we just start laughing and we're just like, oh my gosh, that could not have gone worse. And then we just laugh about it. And then by the time we get home, it's like it never happened. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly what happened in that sense, uh, instance. I remember us being in the car, us both looking at each other as like the kids are, are kind of getting cranky. I guess it's like post meltdown, so it's not like the actual scream. It's more like the crying and kind of like winding as it's winding down. And us just kind of looking over at each other, and we just kind of chuckle, and we're like, well, that didn't go well. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's all you can really say, like, when something like that happens, because, like, you can't work through that issue if it's already been exhausted and already gone meltdown and all that. So you just kind of have to just kind of pick up and be like, well, I guess we learned something new, and we can try to make it better next time. But, like, for now, let's just kind of put this one to rest, and then we'll start again at another time. If you keep going down like the st or i guess it'd be going up the stress meter <laughs> at some point you kind of loop around and then just kind of like chuckle because you're like this is like so unbelievable or unbelievably crazy like i can't do anything else but just like chuckle because of how much like craziness or how much of a like a joke this is that i never thought i would like be experiencing like this much like screaming over like a happy situation it's interesting how you can shift from being stressed out and having like the kids go through a meltdown to then changing the perspective and then kind of us being like, well, that's, that's interesting. But I think it's also good for the kids too, because usually like when they see us not stressed out, upset, short tempered or anything, and we're kind of like laughing and like joking around with each other, it seems to kind of pull them out of it a little faster too. I feel like they're a little bit more at ease where they realize like, oh, mom and dad are laughing. So something must be funny or something is happening that I'm not aware of. So it kind of lightens the mood for them too, I think. Yeah, I've certainly noticed that when our eldest one has her meltdowns, because she's the one who tends to have the more challenging meltdowns. 
And I've certainly noticed that like when she's overwhelmed, she's the type that needs to co-regulate. And sometimes it's been so crazy. Like I, I remember when I used to have to bring her to an in-clinic setting and I remember trying to get her in the car seat and she just did not want to get in and she'd be kicking and screaming. And the thing is, I'm four foot eleven and she inherited Matt's ginormous genes. So she's very tall for her. She's what, 90 percentile? Didn't we just check? She's really tall. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah, so she's really tall. And so, like, I have to, like, manhandle her to get her into the car seat. And I remember this particular instance because I was making zero progress. And I was just trying and trying and trying. And she was screaming like a banshee. And I was in the parking lot. And then all these cars would stop and slow roll and kind of stare and give me dirty looks. And I just, I literally remember just stopping and leaning back and just busting out laughing. And I was just laughing so hard. I was laughing so hard. I was literally crying because I was just like, this is the most ridiculous situation ever. Everyone's staring and I look like a lunatic here with my kid. And I just thought it was so funny. And as I, soon as I did that, my eldest like noticed and looked at me and then she started like mimicking me. So she started like parroting the laughing. So it was kind of funny, but you know, that calmed her down and I was able to buckle her in. But I just feel like, honestly, crying doesn't help. Getting angry doesn't help. I mean, these are all natural emotions to have and there's nothing wrong with having those emotions, but they're not productive and they're not going to actually do anything. Whereas laughing or seeing the humorous side of things literally does do something. It literally makes a physiological change in your brain that helps you feel better. It's basically catchy, like it's contagious. If you are in a good mood, other people around you are in a good mood. So for me, it's been really important to try my best to kind of step back and self-regulate because, again, we are teaching our kids and putting them through therapy so that they can learn to self-regulate. So it only makes sense that we as the adults also learn to do it ourselves and kind of show our children how to do that. So that's something that we've definitely embraced. But I would also like challenge anyone listening in a stressful situation when there's a meltdown, I mean, and I know it's as hard as it might be, try laughing. I mean, I know that sounds like a joke, but I mean, it, it's really not. Just kind of reflect and be like, wow, okay, this is like truly like insane. And then just kind of like, I don't know, go with it a little bit. Because I mean, there's been times where I, I mean, I'm kind of frustrated and I'm kind of in like a bad mood or whatever. And my mood kind of rubs off on my daughter as she's already kind of in one of her moods. So me getting even more angry and like upset and frustrated and just not being patient with her really doesn't help her. It actually makes it worse. And I mean, there's definitely times where we just start laughing and then like we have like silly names that they I think they came up somehow. But like banana face for like our oldest. Anytime <laughs> she hears banana face, she starts laughing. So then we just like call her like, oh my gosh, you're being such a banana face. And then she'll like start laughing and then like just kind of saying that she's a banana face or something. So, I mean, we could get like little bursts of like humor and then it kind of almost resolves a huge chunk of the meltdown. I mean, it won't completely go away just snapping your fingers, but I mean, it improves the situation to an extent. So, I mean, I would challenge anyone listening that maybe humor might be a positive way to go. If you haven't been able to resolve any meltdowns or difficult situations, try laughing, laughing with your kids, not at your kids. I've, I've <laughs> you can learned, laugh at them too. That's fine. <laughs> well, as long as they don't know, as long as they think that you're no, laughing yeah. with them, even though they're screaming and crying on the floor. Well, I mean, we're not laughing at them while they're screaming and crying on the floor. Obviously, we're going to help them co-regulate and all that. Most right. of the time, we wait. I mean, we wait until after the fact. 
when that's all settled, then we laugh. Right. So we're not laughing at them. Just want to clarify that. But we're laughing at the situation, the chaos of the moment. Usually it's when they're winding down, like not obviously laughing when they're screaming like their head off. You have to kind of wait until they're like winding down, kind of starting to come out of it. Otherwise, yeah, I don't think that would do much of anything. It's oftentimes, and I totally get it, very difficult to laugh when you're in the midst of something really stressful or frustrating. I completely get that. And that's why in those moments when I am kind of at that like hot spot, I just kind of stop what I'm doing and try to like disengage, even if it's just like psychologically disengage for a moment and just like self-regulate. So like when I'm teaching my kid, count to four, take a deep breath, feel your heartbeat. We as the adults and parents have to do similar things. We have to use very similar tactics and we need to take that moment to just step aside for a second and take those deep breaths. If you want to count, count whatever it is that works for you. If you have a little stimmy toy, use your little stimmy toy, whatever it may be. I use putty. We need to get ourselves in control to be able to then control the situation. I have found that once I've taken that second to do that, it really doesn't take too long. Just a couple breaths, you know, remembering, you know, I'm the parent, they're the child, they need the support. That makes it easier for me to then be like, okay, this is kind of funny. It's really difficult to do it if you are in that like heightened fight or flight mode. So if you're in that heightened sense, you're not going to get to the humor part. You need to first self-regulate and then you can get to that point. And also if your spouse, significant other, whoever else is there starts laughing, don't take that as like an insult to anything you're doing and just go with it. Because sometimes like I'll be like frustrated with one of the kids and Leo will be laughing and I've learned just to roll with it and then just to like start laughing too or making jokes or trying to lighten up the mood. It is more helpful than getting upset with the person who's laughing because then it's not productive and you're basically just kind of stuck in that mindset where you can't break out of it. So yeah, every time we get into that cycle, it's like a 50-50 shot of whether or not I'm going to get like in trouble with you or not. <laughs> it depends on the day, but usually I'm trying to keep my blood pressure low exactly just be at peace with the world yeah and that actually brings us to another good point is that by using humor it's really helped us with our marriage because life is stressful outside of even just being a parent to autistic children i mean yes that in itself can bring its stresses but i think the most challenging aspect sometimes particularly for parents who are in relationships is how that stress can spill over into your relationship So if you're stressed with your kid, but you know that they're your kid and you don't want to let it out on them, you might incidentally end up letting that out on your spouse by accident after the fact. So what we try to do as best as possible is laugh. We try to kind of diffuse the situation. And that's not to say we're not mad. I mean, we will look at each other and we will have this really mad look on our face. It will just kind of stare blankly for a couple seconds. And then just bust out laughing. So it's kind of like testing the waters of like, which way do we want to go with this? And then we're like, okay, fine, we'll laugh. (laughs) There we go. Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. And I know that that's hard for some people. Some people can't just laugh naturally when they're under stress. So if that's the type of person that you are and you're just thinking like, there's no way I could laugh in this situation. I can't. I'm too stressed. I'm too frustrated. I'm too overwhelmed. I totally get it. I think in those situations... That's when you can adapt some assistance. Pull up a YouTube video on your cell phone and look up some stand-up comedy or like a movie that you really like that's like a rom-com or something and just watch some funny clips or read some funny memes and just try to get the humor in that way. 
so that you can at least get that kind of like self-regulation piece in and lighten the mood for yourself. Even if you can't do it yourself, if you are putting yourself in that sort of environment, it can still have like a similar effect. Yeah, not to mention it can roll. I mean, obviously roll into other parts or roll into other days. I mean, one bad day can easily turn into multiple bad days. I mean, they just kind of compile. So, I mean, if you're able to get more to a like neutral place, I find that that would be helpful because then you can kind of start over fresh the next day or going from there. So, or after nap when the kids don't want to go to nap and they're screaming and not having fun. (laughs) And one of the things that I've noticed that is a divide in the disability community is that there's some people who are okay with self-deprecating type of humor when it comes to their disability. And then there's some people who are very anti that. So it depends which side of the camp that you're on. But Matt and I are definitely in the self-deprecating camp. We have no problem calling ourselves out when we do something ridiculous. And so for us, that honestly is helpful too, like not taking life too seriously, not taking things too seriously, Unless, of course, they are a serious Serious thing. (laughs) But, you know, we try to figure out, okay, what is worth the emotional expense and what's not? We only have a certain amount of emotional energy in our lives. Every person comes with a certain amount. Some people have higher tolerance, others have lower. We each have a certain amount. So it's up to us to decide what is worth that expense and what's not. I kind of judge by how my kid is feeling. If she's having a hard time where she had a hard day in school and she's coming home crying, That is not a laughing moment. I'm going to sit there and try to help her. I'm going to try to work through that. That's serious to me. But if it's one of these situations where it's just like completely out of control, I've tried everything. It feels hopeless and overwhelming. And there's nothing I feel like I can do because I've exhausted all opportunities. Well, there's nothing I can do at that point. So laughing is a way to kind of retune myself emotionally, essentially, and get back to a stable baseline. So you kind of have to play it by ear to see when it's appropriate for your family and when it's not. Right. You do raise a good point because I'm thinking of our oldest coming back from um, from school. Last couple of days, um, she's had uh, some challenges and it's been a little bit harder on her, I think, the transition. So she's kind of come out to us and she's kind of been like tears in her eyes. So, I mean, obviously that's not like a pointing and laughing at her moment. Like clearly she's sad. You do have to gauge what the situation is and then adapt to the situation accordingly. So obviously in a situation when she's sad or you can see that she's really like struggling with a sensory situation, it's always best obviously to comfort them and make sure that they are able to self-regulate, get them to do like the breathing exercises that, I mean, we've mentioned countless times in the episodes. If there's no harm essentially, and like it's a meltdown or tantrum of sorts and it doesn't hurt, then try and find any type of humor that might be there. (laughs) And again, I want to emphasize, we are not in any way, shape or form encouraging that you make fun of your child. That is absolutely not what we're saying. We're saying making fun of the situation, making light of the situation at hand. So it's not that I'm making fun that my child is melting down because they're in sensory overload. It's more like I'm laughing at the fact that that's happening while I also drop my cell phone under the car while somebody is watching and making fun of me while it started to rain and I'm out like I'm still outside like that. It's more like when you're watching a movie and it's a comedy, it's like the person who is jinxed and all the bad things happen to them. That's always in a comedy movie. That's never in a serious movie. And it's for a reason, because the absurdity is what's funny. So that is what we're laughing at. We're not laughing at the child. Just want to make that very clear. 
Good point. Good point. <laughs> Not the child. <laughs> yes. So I'm really curious to hear from you guys if if you believe that humor is important or do you think this is kind of a bad idea? Does humor play any role in your life when it comes to autism? Has looking at the funny side of things helped you guys at all? Or do you find that maybe you're just not yet in a place emotionally to really embrace that laughter or humor? Which again, it's totally possible depending where you are in your journey. We'd love to have you guys head over to the Embracing Autism community to keep that conversation going. Matt and I will be there. We will be following up on the discussion. The Embracing Autism community is available by becoming a member on autismwish.org. For as little as $5 a month, your membership is going to grant you exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content, voice-only and video chat rooms, a book club, some discounts from really cool places, and a lot of other things like autism resources, free printables, and of course, direct access to Matt and myself, which can be a pro or con depending on who you are and what you think of us. <laughs> there you go. You can go on there and tell us what you really think. <laughs> exactly. And it's all private, so nobody will know. <laughs> there we go. Win-win. I also want to emphasize that this $5 a month membership is really a charitable contribution because 100% of it goes towards supporting our channel. We decided to create this as kind of like a fail safe. So should anything happen, we are still able to keep the podcast and the charity programs going. If you just like to help us keep that mission going, visit autismwish.org, click on become a member, and we will hope to see you guys in the uh, chat there to continue this discussion. After party. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We had a lot of fun talking about fun, and uh, we hope that we didn't annoy you too much with our really terrible sense of humor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See All you right. later. Bye. Bye. This has been the audio from the Embracing Autism podcast live stream series. Please check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at autism wish to catch these shows live. Otherwise, stick around next week for our next episode. This is Embracing Autism.